So you have started a uh, Ronald Reagan impression. I would like you to carry on that impression. I would like you to say uh, quotes from Bad News in that voice. Uh, well, uh, Mr. President, I've forgotten what I had to say. I love cheeseburgers. <laughs> Mommy, Nancy, where am I? <laughs> That's a modern, that's a cross time Reagan, that's great. Uh, this, uh, political, uh, uh, personality impression, of course, means that you're listening to the Tribute Games podcast. Uh, Tribute Games is a, <laughs> Tribute Games podcast is a podcast recorded, uh, in the studios of, um, independent studio called Tribute Games. You're listening to what we talk about, uh, when we make games, when we have uh, lunch, or when we, uh, imitate different uh, historical characters. Yes. It- Dominic is at my left. He seems like he's regretting being at this table. I don't want to take any part of this. Yes, that's okay. Well, you are, you're, you're stuck there. Either I move or Stefan move for you to leave. So, uh, I'm Nick Belzil. I'm a writer and social media manager for Tribute Games. You've heard Dom, who wants no part of this, who's a game designer. Stefan, artist. Uh, Justin, imposter. Yes. And to my left, I'm Carl Kershaw. I'm back. Yeah! Yay! After a long... How many episodes did I miss? At least three. At least three. And I'm Andy. I'm a programmer. We, we also have a, a, a guest in attendance. Newcomer. Yvonne. Newcomer. The new guy. Yes. Yvonne yeah. Villeneuve, who's our... Uh, so yeah, you're our new uh, pixel artist. Yes. I'm a Yes. Yeah. And you visit us uh, this weekend. It's pretty exciting. You did all the new Twitter avatars. Yes. Which yes. are amazing. I saw them online the other day and I love them. So guys... Uh, What have you been up to this week? Like, what's happening in game make in making games this week at Tribute Games? Well, I guess the lion's share of it is still curses and chaos. Mm-hmm. More than ever. More than ever. Yeah, it seems like uh, that's going to be the flagship uh, for PAX. Yeah. And uh, progress is uh, always. Uh, John's going great with the bosses. He's just actually programming the last boss right now. Nice. So even though we're not doing them in order, it's fun to see that sort of last moment kind of coming to life. We. I don't think we went. And into that in detail, but uh, in previous episode, but we might have mentioned it about how the game grew in scope yes. and how it's changed. Like, would you like to talk about it? Because uh, you mentioned today that it's been like maybe one year since we um, started to get back on that cursed horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's coming up on a year because when I was when I came back to tribute, this was the first of January of mm-hmm. last year. So we didn't get started right away on curses. There was actually still a lot of stuff that had to be done uh, for Mercenary Kings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're coming up like on a year and it's past what we wanted to. But again, when we started this project, it was supposed to be for like Xbox Live Arcade, you know, an indie game and there was no indication of like how far we were going to go with it. So it was supposed to be five stage no boss. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple enemies, and now we're at like ten levels. ten levels, ten bosses. Is it linear? Or do you fight all those bosses in a specific order? Oh yeah, order? yeah. It's, okay. it's still a linear affair. Um, but you can backtrack, and there's there's a lot of good uh, like post game content. Uh, a lot of endings too. We kind of look back on it. It's like the first game where we have so many multiple endings. Mm-hmm. So it is a very polished. Uh, it's still a small game, but it has grown in scope. And now that's always been the challenge of this game is to sort of keep it within reason. And that's not always an easy thing to do with so many moving parts. Week after week with the progress that gets made, it's like, you know, I, I can't help but be happy. 
Nice. So, uh, and now we're getting ready, like we announced this week that we're going to demo it at uh, IGDA at the demo yes. on uh, January 27th. Correct. So if you're in the Montreal area and you're listening to this, come and see it. I think it's five bucks to enter and you yeah. can see a whole bunch of different games being made right now in Montreal. It's great. I even oh, have... I think I went to that once. Yeah. A couple years ago. It was great. Yeah. yeah. I even have one of my cohorts that's going to be presenting a game. Of his own. Yeah, I'll be showing Close Castles uh, also. What is Close Castles? Uh, it's you... a really casual uh, multiplayer, local multiplayer RTS, real-time strategy. Right. It's uh, it's pretty cool. You should come and check it out. Definitely. And uh, there's actually folks from uh, Ankama who I had the good fortune of working with, too, that are going to be there presenting a game called Quan. So it is amazing how, like, within the industry, everyone seems to know. You're only, like, maybe one person away from knowing everybody. Eventually, if you work in video games Montreal, you end up working the circuit, which I guess is working to the, uh, uh, all the bigger, the bigger company. Eventually, you make your way around all of them, or at least two or three of those. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the sort of strategy for anyone that's working in, like, sort of the big studios is to leave, have their salary get raised, and then just, you know... Outstay their welcome and go to another studio and just keep, like you say, running the circuit all the while getting their salaries bumped up. So, so that's career advice for <laughs> all of you. If you're in a, in a city with many video game studios, like competing companies, you can do that. That's great. Yeah, and it's like. It, and now we work for a smaller company where yeah, our right. salaries are smaller than ever. <laughs> hey, good <'cause>, job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's out of love though. Well, Personally it's the, speaking, it's the, the circle circle goes round. So yeah, for me, it's this is just a, like a stepping stone to like a really more hype other larger company eventually. It's really what I'm shooting for. Writing cutscenes like for an Assassin's Creed game, like would love that. Should you be saying this on the podcast? No, I'm editing. Out. Oh, okay. I'm That's sure. Good. I'm sure I'll remember to edit it out. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nothing damning on this podcast. Well, about you, Stefan, what have you been doing this week? Working on the menus for curses. That's pretty much it. I'll probably uh, switch to. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if I can talk about that. The, the packs boots will be uh, pretty pimped out. Yeah, time. it's gonna it's gonna have, be really nice. So we're gonna start working on uh, making we'll art for that. Art for that. Yes. Pretty soon. What about you, Gara? What about me? Oh boy. Um, Fill us in on the last. Uh, uh, I've been the last in the last three months. I've been. Uh, how long has it been? How many pages have you drawn? How, since I was last here, I've probably drawn. Uh, I don't know, at least twenty pages of comics. A lot of pages of comics. That's what I've been doing. I drew comics over Christmas in my parents' basement. It was over like being years, like sixteen again. Yeah, over New Year's. <laughs> but uh, that's not interesting. No, I've been um, I've been drawing comics, and I actually I've been playing uh, Alien Isolation yeah. at night when I go home. How is that? It is really interesting. Have any of you guys played it? Mm -hmm. It is. I have a lot of feelings about it and they're mostly positive but there's some weird stuff about that game like it is um it's if if you haven't played it, it's it's like a first person stealth game and uh it is it captures the feeling of ridley scott's alien movie mm -hmm. immaculately i mean it feels amazing it feels like you're on board the nostromo kind of thing, except in a larger space station and you're playing as ripley's daughter and um and it's it's just a lot of sneaking around while one alien hmm. kind of like tromps around the, the space or sometimes he's not around at all and you're just kind of sneaking around like you know wondering if he's going to show up um and dealing with uh like synthetic humanoid like android types who are um kind of going bonkers and trying to kill you it's really good i mean it's really good it's way too long 
Like it's it's I've, I'm maybe like a little more than halfway through it, and I've played for I don't even know how many hours a lot. Um, it's really hard, <laughs> and uh, but at the same time, it's um, I don't think I'd want anything else from it in terms of difficulty because like it really puts the fear of God in you. Like any mm-hmm. you can hear that alien. Like I I wish I had a better sound system actually because you can hear that thing when it's in the in the vents above you. Like you just know when it's around, and there's no killing it. Like you can't really if it's easy, you're just you're, you're fucked like you can't get away from it so it's um it's really tense it's like one of the most tense kind of survival horror things i've played in a while is there is there a lot of tension because the the safe points are like yeah there's like no checkpointing yeah. like there's a checkpoint basically it'll it'll auto save at the beginning of each mission uh, and the missions are pretty long usually so like you have to find these save points throughout the mission and there's sometimes few and far between and uh it'll tell you like um if you go to save it'll tell you if there are hostiles nearby and in, in which case you probably don't want to <laughs> use it um but yeah it's like and i'm playing it on the on the hard difficulty um i just started it that way because that's what the game recommended and it was like It was really hard at first, and now I've kind of gotten used to it. And it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of time between. I replay a lot of stuff basically. Like like yeah. any time like I, I'll get killed and and I'll I'll hit the point of frustration sometimes, but it hasn't stopped me from playing it. Did, did the the game bullied you in playing it hard? Like, yeah, you can it did. Pussy mode. It or? basically said it said it had easy, normal, hard, and then insane, whatever. And it said and under hard it said this is the way the game is intended to be experienced. So I thought okay, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'll play. And I regretted it, but then I think it's okay. What are the missions like? Like was it like will the door so aliens can get in? Kinda like it's that? like one long story. Basically you're you're on this ship going to um you're trying to fi- find out what happened to your mother and you're on the mm-hmm. ship with a bunch of other people and something happens to the ship when you find this space station which is mostly abandoned. And then you end up with a couple of other people from your crew on board this station, separated from them. And it's really ultimately all about getting your ship freed and you're getting your people one of your people's injured you have to like so like one of the missions for example is like get to the medical tower um and find like a trauma kit to help this crew member but like to do that you have to like someone's guiding you over the like the speaker system and then you have to like go and like find some guys some doctor's computer terminal to find the code to open this door to go find the doctor because he's got a physical key card on him and then you've got to find what room he was killed in to you know <laughs> and and all this time you're All this time, this alien is just just around. on your ass. It's just like wandering around, and you have a motion detector, but he'll hear it. I mean, he, the alien is not stupid. Like he will, if you're hiding under a bed, he's he if he comes at you from a certain angle, he will see you and just just kill you. Or if you use the motion detector too long, he'll hear it beeping and come and kill you. He'll basically he'll come and kill you for almost any reason. So you have to be pretty sneaky about it. One thing I've seen in the videos that I love is how when you look at the motion detector, everything else is kind of blurry. Yeah, and you can change focus. Like yeah. the L1 button will actually shift focus back to your surroundings. That's fucking awesome. It's cool. There's like it is aesthetically amazing. And I'm playing it on a PS3. I wish I was on the PS4, but I don't have one because it's beautiful. Even on the older systems, it seems kind of cool that they can actually make a whole game around just one enemy. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, not, a, it's not only one enemy. Like, no, it's a bunch of other right. Like there's other synthetics and stuff, and and even like other humans on board are like yeah. on guard or like defending certain parts of the space station. So they'll like shout warnings at you and then shoot you. <laughs> so there's lots of hostile elements, but yeah. it is cool that because every every other alien game that's ever been made is more of like a colonial fighting the swarms, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is just like it's like. 
it's more like a it's like a monster game. It's, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. one monster kind of lurking I'm around. I'm trying to think of is it's kind of like a Friday the Thirteenth game. Yeah, it's what it's like. Like Jason is just after you and he's unstoppable. Talking you the whole time. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, I remember like the uh, uh, Alien Tree on the Super Nintendo had a lot of missions like mm-hmm. that. Like find this particular corridor, like activate a terminal, and like wheel the door shut so aliens can get in and stuff like that. And I remember that the game did not help you at all to understand uh, to do any of these things. Like I had to really go and find my Nintendo Power issue and go and read it and say, oh, in this level, you have to, like, wheel the door. Otherwise, you cannot progress and you get immediately killed. Like, you have barely any fighting power against aliens otherwise. Yeah, Hmm. it's funny you mentioned that game because I saw, like, I think I was on Tumblr and someone had posted a screen grab just of that, Mm -hmm. like, a shot of that Alien 3 game. And I saw it and I thought, oh, like, I had no recollection. Like, up until that point, I completely forgot that I played that game. I played that whole game. I don't even know where I got it. Like, someone lent it to me. And I played it and I remember the music. I remember the feeling of playing it but when i looked at like a youtube video of the actual gameplay i didn't remember hmm. any of it like any of that actual what the game looked like or what you had to do i just remember the the feeling of it and kind of little cut scenes and, and dialogue and stuff and to erase it from your hard drive maybe you eternal, it was, it was a eternal sunshine it out of your maybe yeah memories. maybe it's too traumatic anyway that's my that's what i've been doing that and i i briefly played a bit of that um the remastered ducktales Oh, but I wanted to bring that up here because I, it was free on PlayStation Plus, and I wanted to get it when it came out, but I didn't. So I downloaded it, and I played, like, the first couple of levels. And it's, I mean, it's like, that game was a great game, a yeah. really great platformer. But mm-hmm. I could not get by, like, the remastering makes it just, it looks like shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's, <sighs> it's good to the animation in bad 3D environments. Yeah, it just looks like, it takes all of the charm out of it. It looks like a bad Flash game. I have a trick for you, though. Like, that's how I've been playing. I played last night, too. Uh, skip all the cutscenes. <laughs> oh yeah, but even the game itself, I'm like, ah, oh, like I just wish this was pixel art. You mm-hmm. know, it would look so much classier. Yeah, you see, you see the logo, the way forward logo at the start, mm-hmm. it's all pixely and it like bursts out. Yeah, it's it's specter, it's beautiful, and it's like no, uh, I know, <laughs> I know. But that's all I have to say about that. It's a great game. It's just just ugly in this new remastered version. Yeah. Well, I, it, it's cool to see them kind of stepping out of their comfort zone and doing like hand drawn things, like they did the uh, boy in his blob. Mm-hmm. And that, and then maybe some other games too. Shantae is also. Yeah, but that's the that's going to be the big one is to see how they pull off Shantae and uh, hand drawn. But uh, oh, good for them. Does the added creepy environment messes up the platforming experience? Not really, I don't think. Because usually, like when you when you get to see like the the background shift, mm-hmm. uh, it makes like platforming more difficult. Yeah, I I it's, I don't know, Dom. Did you notice well, that? I didn't play enough of it to really really yeah, notice it that. Exactly the same levels with the same game mechanics and all. Mm-hmm. It fixed a couple things. Yeah. Okay. With the platform, you were you're used to be to see it as a flat surface that doesn't tri- uh, that is fixed, and when there's the 3D element in the background, it travels. So when the background sort of travels, it makes yeah. your uh, it makes like the 2D. It goes against the 2D platforming, I think. So it just like solely like messes you up and yeah, it doesn't read as well yeah it, well it just confuses your sense of that uh, two dimension yeah. because suddenly it's not in uh, two dimensions anymore it's sort of weird two and a half dimensions or three dimensions what about you andy what about me? Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, what did so, you play or whatever? Or what did I do now? last week? Wow, I'm blanking. Uh, I not a whole lot has happened recently i've just kind of been yeah, laying low and been Drawing a few things on the slide. Aside from that, I haven't really been playing too many games, but recently I decided to purchase uh, 
Turbo Graphics, uh, really old. You bought the actual system? Yeah, I bought an actual system. It came with like ten games. Get your bunk on. Original bunk. The original bunk system. Yeah, for yeah. Your younger <laughs> listeners at home. We we pressured our friend into buying one of those way back, <laughs> like when they were out, because because there were three of us living in this one house, and and we each had, like one of us had a Super Nintendo, one of us had a Genesis, but we didn't have a Turbo Graphics, so we <laughs> we pressured our friend into buying one. <laughs> there was only like two games we played on it. It was a bad purchase. There was a cool machine though. Yeah, were the cartridges actually sort of they they, they look like credit cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like tiny little cards. But the nice thing is they come in like jewel cases similar to like a like a CD jewel case. So if you like put them on a shelf, it's nicely like nice. organized. I even remember they made a portable Turbo Graphics that actually used the same cards, but this ran on like something like eight batteries and had like one hour of battery life. But it was cool. Like car batteries. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was like the first sort of like you could play like well, it was almost technically a 16-bit console, but handheld. So um, this was called the PC Engine, no? Oh, yes. Thing. No, was that PC Engine GT. Yeah. Portable. Yeah, it was big as a Game Gear. It was. Yeah. And, but it was the most advanced uh, system, uh, portable system right. at that time back in uh, back there, and yeah. It was very rare today to to have one. And, mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if I've seen one in the wild. Yeah. What are you playing on the Turbo Graphics? Oh, uh, like I just picked one up because I was like, I don't know, I've always wanted to go back and play like older games, and this one has like a CD add-on, so oh, cool. I can actually like, I'm, I'm hoping anyway that I can like burn CDs of rare games, so I don't what? have to like buy copies of really expensive like imports or something. But I don't know, there's like the odd like shoot 'em up and kind of thing that I just kind of Lords of Thunder. Lords of Thunder is one. Also uh Soldier Blade is another oh. one I've heard of from like Hudson Soft. It's yeah. like a really good shoot 'em up. Is it region free? Uh I I believe so, yeah. Like I, I researched it a bit online and it looks like you can play import games and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh the only limitation is that um, there's like different firmwares of like the CD reader or something, um, like there's different card versions. I don't remember exactly how it worked, yeah. but there's like a system card. Um, was it something special about the TV output? Uh, I mean, in France, uh, we cannot use it anymore. We cannot use it anymore because uh, you, can't plug it, you can't plug it on modern TV. Yeah. Uh, so they have to be modified. Yeah. Uh, so is that like the whole PAL NTSC thing or something else? I don't know the compatible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, you you just bought it and plug it in your front yeah, TV it's, and it works. It's uh, just like an NTSC. Okay. Um, I think it's like a PC Engine Duo or something. So yeah, it has like a CD okay. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you find this in a store? Or? Uh, no, I bought it on eBay. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Johan, have you played anything uh, last week that you uh, enjoyed and wanted to talk, tell us about? Um, yes and no. You know what I was uh, yeah, doing. You were, you, yeah, yeah, you were doing important life stuff like moving and finding a new, and uh, entering your new job place and stuff like that. Yeah, um, no, I don't play anything special. I, I played Spelunky a lot because it's just the game I, I bought my Vita for and <laughs> I just finished it uh, before coming here, and no, I'm like uh, not cursed uh, anymore, <laughs> so I can't play other stuff. I, I tried some some games, but nothing to to talk about. Yet. Okay, but so well, you had a, a complaint about the game you're playing right now. Yeah, but you can edit the video, the, the podcast, yes. What? 
You can edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no problem. I was just playing uh, Rogue Legacy. That yes. this one. I'm um, playing that too. Yeah, and on the lighter, it, because uh, maybe I'm a pixel artist and I love all that is pixel perfect and all. Mm -hmm. And it's so, you know, uh, deformed. Um, like upscaled? Yeah. Downscaled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Downscaled, oh, okay. yeah, uh, mostly. And it's so weird because it makes my eyes uh, bleeding uh, <laughs> to see all the sprites. Uh, yeah. Uh, deformed. Deformed. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I'm playing a game called Battle Cats, where there's a cat that's also a giraffe. That's nice. what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at the word cats. <laughs> How about you, Stefan? What are you playing? Nothing, really. Rogue Legacy as well. I, uh, I finally... Uh, I was stuck where I had bought all the cheapest upgrades, and I wasn't good enough to uh, gather enough money to progress. But, uh, but I, I finally unstuck on that. Do you find there's like a, that's kind of where I think I got stuck to. There's like, after I beat the second boss, I feel like there's a plateau there where I've just got to grind. Yeah, well, I just reached that second plateau. Yeah. I was stuck, I hadn't uh, defeated the first boss. And once you do that, you get, you, you kind of get a lot of money mm -hmm. and you can unlock a lot of stuff that allows you to progress. And then yeah, right now I'm at the second. I defeated the second boss, and I'm I reached the third one in the I don't know how they call that, like the the uh, uh, the Maya is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, something like that. The upstairs. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I haven't been I haven't been able to uh, to defeat it yet. But it's um, at first I didn't like the game because of that, and now I I I understand why it's appealing and interesting. I still think the the upgrade system is a bit too complex. Like there's too um, too much uh, steps mm -hmm. in the upgrades, like 75 upgrades for, and they all cost. They're all super expensive. I, I think thought that's after all the much. talk about that game, um, I I was sort of I thought there would be way more diversity in the in the like kind of character traits and stuff. You know, like you can sort of pick one of three yeah. offspring, and they're not really that. Like you know. Yeah, I thought there'd be way more diversification in the in the. Well, a lot of the a lot of the um, the difference, the nuances aren't necessarily that visible. But like with the class, mm -hmm. you get a lot of uh, like super. The yeah, supers, I don't even think I've unlocked all the classes. Like when you get the shinobi, the mage, and yeah. all those all those classes, you get like extra extra powers. That are interesting. Yeah, but the class has nothing to do with fa your family tree. You know, like whether you're bald or you're nearsighted or whatever. Like, like there's there's that stuff, and it doesn't really figure into the gameplay that much for me. The classes? No, the classes do totally. Oh. But but the actual the the kind of gimmick is that like you can choose like the different offspring offspring have different traits like. Okay. Um, or not not mutations, the, the, but the, yeah, yeah. But the traits are are mostly penalties. Uh, penalties, yeah. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Some of them you just you just want to avoid. Yeah, like some of them are dwarf. Like, is there any? Is there any? Like, I thought I was wondering if choosing a certain trait repeatedly would affect the further, oh, uh, you know further generations, but apparently all, it doesn't. Yeah, that's all random. Yeah, which is a good thing because you could eliminate maybe something that could be useful mm -hmm. later on. So, I just found out that the dwarfs allows you to. Crawl into tiny spaces. Yeah. Yeah. The dwarf because the, the hitbox is also smaller. Yeah, so it's pretty great. I found a room uh, 
where there were there were little furnitures. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so cute. Like you see a tiny table and tiny chair. It was really really cool. So yeah, I played that, and uh, I also uh, I also started playing uh, Monkey Island. Nice. The original uh, point and click. They did like remakes yeah. that are worst art for you remake. Can, I think you can switch it back to Pixel, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I was just curious because everybody is always talking about those games as being classics. And have you reached a fight? Uh, no, uh, the, fight, the fights are awesome. Yeah, because it's it's uh, just insults. Okay, so you're not you're fighting with swords, but basically you just want to like insult the other more. Okay, that's pretty great. Cool. Yeah, no, I I only uh, no, I just started. So, are you gonna play the Grim Fandango re-release? Have you, did you ever play Grim Fandango? No, I haven't. I, I've heard about it as well. It was my favorite game for yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. probably on, on my list as well. They're talking about it. There's a Tentacle remake too. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna make that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm very curious about it because it's my favorite game of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A point and click right. kind of. I played a lot of uh, Maniac Mansion yeah. on the Commodore 64. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I played a lot of Maniac Mansion on the Commodore 64 as well. <laughs> yeah. So I think we'll we're arriving at our end. Good chat, guys. Wait, yeah, there, there's there, there's also a cat that's like a fish. <laughs> really? And it has legs. In Manic Mansion? No, in in the <laughs> Battle Cats. Battle oh, cats. okay, okay, nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good mixtures. Yeah. Good mixtures. But uh, Dom, where can we find you on the internet this week? Uh, Dom 2D on Twitter. Stefan. Uh, at uh, JGS Mutain on Tumblr as well. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Justin underscores here. At Carl Kirschel on Twitter. Uh, um, also battlecats.com. Nice. Okay, I'm uh, EggboyColor on Twitter and I make BG on Tumblr. Johan Vinet on Twitter and Tumblr. Yeah, and uh, you can find me at Yannick Belzil and you can find Tribute Games at Tribute Games. And uh, if you want to ask us a question, you can do so on Twitter. You can send us emails at, uh, at info at tributegames.com and find us on Facebook as well. So uh, thanks for listening to us and uh, we'll be talking at you another time. <laughs> <laughs>